Welcome to the Mead Feed. My name is Whitney Mead, and I am so glad that you could join me for episode three of the Mead Feed. The response to the Mead Feed has been pretty awesome. So thanks for joining me. I'm so glad you're here. I don't know if you guys know this, but my husband and I have a radio station. My husband started this back, wow, maybe 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago when he graduated from college. It's kind of weird to think that it's been that long, right? Like that we've been out of school for this long, but I'm realizing now that we're in that new age bracket. We're no longer in our, like, you know, when you have to fill out a medical form and it asks you like, are you from 18 to 24 or 25 to 34? I'm now in the 35 to 44 category check mark. It comes with some wisdom, you know, it comes with, uh, with, gray hair and wisdom. (laughs) So anyways, anyways. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about, um, ivermectin. We're going to be talking about COVID-19 protocols on how to treat yourself or your loved ones. If you get COVID, Uh, I've been trying to get this information out for weeks. I keep getting censored. So I own this podcast. So this is a great way for me to get it out to you guys. And I would appreciate it. If you would share it with your friends and family so that they can learn about it too, I'm going to give you all the resources that you need to um, learn how to treat yourself and your loved ones if you catch COVID and how to prevent it. Because that is something that I think is really important to know, is that you can actually do things to prevent COVID. This is what should be on the front page of every newspaper. This is what we should be teaching our children in school right now how to treat, you know, pre-treat yourself, how to um, guarantee that you have given your body its best shot for doing what it was literally created by God to do, which is prevent disease and fight disease. Our bodies are incredible. And if we give them the right resources, give them the right nutrients, prepare it for whatever cray cray pandemic they try to throw our way, we're going to be way better off in the long run. So before we get into that though, I want to talk about my weekend. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope it was relaxing and beautiful wherever you are. We had a gorgeous weather weekend this weekend. It was awesome. Last week there were some gray days and I get kind of down and depressed and sleepy when it's gray. And uh, so last Thursday, I think it was Thursday, I was running some errands with Chris in the morning, my husband, Chris, and, um, the weather was so bad. It was that tropical depression, tropical storm. Um, and I tend to get, um, like a light migraine whenever we have huge, you know, changes in the barometric pressure. Um, it doesn't happen often, but yes, it happened on Thursday. And so we came home at lunchtime and I was like, I need to get in the bed. I need to sleep. I'm one of those migraine people. I don't get them a lot, but when I do get them, I've got to sleep. It's the only way for me to get rid of it. So I went to sleep, slept for like two and a half hours, woke up, and it was like gorgeous outside. I mean, absolutely stunning. I couldn't even believe it was the same day. It was almost like I'd, <laughs> it was almost like I'd gone to sleep overnight and then woke up the next day and it was like beautiful. So anyways, let's get into the topic of the podcast today. Treating and preventing 
COVID-19. I've told you guys about this before, but there is a fantastic online resource for you. It's called the FLCCC Alliance. Now, you can find this website at www.covid19criticalcare.com. That's covid19criticalcare.com. And I will put all of the links that I mentioned in today's podcast in the show notes so that you can actually go and click on it and find it. Definitely go check this website out. Like everybody should be aware of this website and all of their resources. To begin with, before I actually dive into the protocols and and talk about how to prevent and how to treat, I want to take a minute to read the Hippocratic Oath to you. Now, this is the Hippocratic Oath is the oath that physicians take when they graduate from medical school. And I was meeting with my doctor about a month ago and asking him about the hesitancy of physicians, especially GPs, general practitioners, to treat COVID. And he said, I take my Hippocratic Oath so seriously. It is the most important oath that I've ever taken in my life in regards to my career. And to watch these physicians just totally denying the oath that they took and refusing to treat people is, he said, it just blows my mind. So let me read this to you. This is the revised Hippocratic Oath because the original Hippocratic Oath um, was like from the Greek times and they swear by Apollo and you know all of these Greek gods. So they actually have revised the Hippocratic Oath and this is the revised one that people actually speak out loud. This was revised by a dean uh, from Tufts back in 64. I swear to fulfill to the best of my ability and judgment this covenant. I will respect the hard-won scientific gains of those physicians in whose steps I walk and gladly share such knowledge as is mine with those who are to follow. I will apply for the benefit of the sick all measures that are required, avoiding those twin traps of overtreatment and therapeutic nihilism. I will remember that there is an art to medicine as well as science, and that warmth, sympathy, and understanding may outweigh the surgeon's knife or the chemist's drug. I will not be ashamed to say I know not, nor will I fail to call in my colleagues when the skills of another are needed for a patient's recovery. I will respect the privacy of my patients, for their problems are not disclosed to me that the world may know. Most especially must I tread with care in matters of life and death. If it is given me to save a life, all thanks, but it may also be within my power to take a life. This awesome responsibility must be faced with great humbleness and awareness of my own frailty. Above all, I must not play at God. I will remember that I do not treat a fever chart, a cancerous growth, but a sick human being whose illness may affect the person's family and economic stability. My responsibility includes these related problems if I am to care adequately for the sick. I will prevent disease whenever I can, for prevention is preferable to cure. 
I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to all my fellow human beings, those sound of mind and body, as well as the infirm. If I do not violate this oath, may I enjoy life and art, respected while I live, and remembered with affection thereafter. May I always act so as to preserve the finest traditions of my calling, and may I long experience the joy of healing those who seek my help. I got chills reading that and reading it out loud to you. Physicians do hold such an important role in our society, and they hold such a precious role in their responsibility to treat patients without manipulation. And unfortunately, I believe that we're facing a situation right now where the business of health has outweighed the humanity of health. Okay. And let me, let me unpack this. I worked for a hospital before I had my first daughter. I worked in marketing. And so I had a, um, a very interesting sneak peek or view of hospital administration because we would overhear rumblings from administration. Um, they tended to stop into our office and just kind of like unload a little bit and then scamper off to whatever doctor they were going to try to talk off the ledge next. And so it was just an interesting, I got an interesting view of, of how the hospital functions. And you realize when you're on the admin side of things that it's not as uh, clean cut and crystal clear and pristine as you might think. You, you're dealing with a lot, <laughs> a lot of egos, a lot of egos. And, and I would bet that any uh, hospital administration person who you talk to would tell you that the majority of their time, of course, they're doing policy and making sure the hospital is functioning, but a lot of their time is spent on um, stroking the egos of their physicians. These uh, these ladies and gentlemen can be kind of out of control. And, and I mean in their demands and their inflated personalities. And a lot of them choose to go into medicine because of the, yes, they get to use their very intelligent brains and they love practicing medicine, but they also get to live the the spoils of that life. And I think maybe it, it all comes down to, to their relationship with the Lord. If they're Christians, if they're believers and they, um, don't just have like a, a strong sense of morality, but they actually have a calling. What we're seeing is the fruit of that industry right now. What we're seeing with these patients who are getting hospitalized, who are trying to go to their GPs and get medication when they get COVID, they're being denied the the healthcare that they have a right to get. The, they're, they're paying either their insurance or they're paying out of pocket to get treatment. And these doctors are withholding tr- proven treatment proven treatment. And if you want to research the efficacy of ivermectin and some of these other treatments that the FLCCC is is pushing out and trying to spread, the research is well documented on their website. So please feel free 
to go check that out and, and see for yourself the efficacy. Um, you know, ivermectin is a Nobel Peace Prize winning drug. The FDA's attack on it in the past two months has been absolutely disgusting. I mean, 50% of all veterinary medicine is also used in humans. They, they, it works in humans and animals. Any veterinarian would tell you the same thing. They would all tell you that, you know, half of their medications that they prescribe for your dog can also be prescribed to people because they do the same thing. So let's dive into the the protocols themselves and talk a little bit about what you can do to have your cabinet well-stocked so that when and if you catch COVID, which I think a lot of us probably have already had it, you may have been one of those people who were asymptomatic. If you haven't gotten it yet, I think that for me, the uh, when I got it last year, the the sign for me was that I lost my taste, of, my sense of smell and and taste completely. Um, it wasn't until five or six days in that I lost my senses, and I tested I tested negative for it. Chris tested positive, and that's how we you know we kind of figured it out. Okay, when you go to the FLCCC website, you're going to see a few different protocols on their main page. One is called the iMask Plus, and this is the prevention and early outpatient treatment protocol. This is for you if you have been exposed and you know that you've been exposed. They recommend antivirals first. The first one being ivermectin, and they give you the dosage. The second being nitazoxanide. Nitazoxanide also goes by the name Alenia. Nitazoxanide can be a little bit more difficult to find. It's secondary to ivermectin. So if you can't get your hands on ivermectin, this is the next thing that they're going to prescribe to you. They're also recommending antiviral mouthwashes. So gargling three times a day with an antiviral mouthwash that has to have certain chemicals in it. Check out the website and it'll tell you exactly what it needs to have in there. An iodine nasal spray. They're also recommending that you take anticoagulants and fortify your immune system. So one of those being aspirin, vitamin D, and melatonin. And then also you can add in quercetin, zinc, and vitamin C. Now let's talk about the prevention protocol. The first is ivermectin again, and there's a chronic prevention dosage that you can take. Ivermectin is a little bit hard to find right now. I was actually telling my sister-in-law over the weekend, um, why are they not, why don't they have this out in CVS like Tylenol? Like they literally, that is how much we should be distributing this in the population. Like you should be able to go get ivermectin for humans from the CVS. Now you can go to Tractor Supply and you can get the, you know, paste version for horses, or you can go to your, you know, your vet and you can get um, heart guard for your dog, which by the way, did you know that? Did you know that you're giving your dog ivermectin when you give it heart guard? Then they recommend that you gargle with mouthwash as a prevention. So two times a day, gargle, don't swallow, antiseptic mouthwash. That would be with scope, act, crest, or Listerine with essential oils. Also, that nutraceutical bundle again. This is something that Chris and I are taking as well. Immune fortifying and supportive therapy, vitamin D3, vitamin C, 
quercetin, zinc, and melatonin. And listen, it's really important that you take that zinc with the quercetin because the zinc is what allows that quercetin to get through the cell wall. So those two things together are really important. Let's talk about the efficacy of ivermectin. Ivermectin is a medication that is really uniquely suited to treat COVID-19 because it has really well-described potent antiviral and anti-inflammatory properties. One of the things that I have learned after battling chronic Lyme disease and Hashimoto's thyroiditis for the past five years is that much of the body's propensity to be sick comes from its propensity towards inflammation. When your body is in an inflamed state, it's much easier for viruses to jump on you and for your body not to be able to fight those things off. And so one of the things that I really want you to think about as you go as we go into the fall and the winter when we tend to get a little more sick is that Keeping your body's inflammation level down is the most important thing you can do. And, and it's simple. It's, it's just being responsible, honestly. Making sure that you're getting adequate sunshine. Making sure that you're getting adequate rest. Making sure that you're not doing things that you know cause inflammation like smoking or not getting enough sleep and you're your body just goes into this freak out mode. That is the biggest way that you can prevent to prevent this stuff is to to lower the amount of inflammation in your cells. I, I literally can't believe that we are not hearing respected physicians speak about the practical ways to prevent disease. It really makes you wonder how profitable is it to them for us to stay sick. I think that within the next few years, we are going to find out that they have a cure for cancer, that they've hid it for years and years and years, and it's going to come out. I wouldn't be surprised if ivermectin actually works for some of the most profitable diseases and cancers that they treat that they get paid out the nose for from insurance. The whole thing is jacked up. And this is why I'm telling you this today. This is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to walk away with today. Your health is your responsibility. You don't have to put up with a physician who tells you no. Your dollars spend with whoever you go to. So if you have a doctor who's got a sour attitude towards treating and preventing COVID, fire your doctor. I have had the most fun over the past month defriending physicians that I am friends with on my own personal Facebook page because of their absolutely sickening, sickening attitude towards treating patients and not wanting to treat patients who haven't gotten an experimental vaccine. Since when is it your right to deny me treatment based off of your Hippocratic Oath because I don't want to take an experimental vaccine? It's the worst of the worst. It's the lowest of the low. And anybody who has that attitude, warning, 
warning, warning, warning. See the rate, the, the alarm bells going off over their head. Get a new doctor, get a new doctor. It's your choice. You don't owe them anything. And that is where we are (laughs) in this, um, patriotic fight that we are, that we're facing right now is the, the willingness that you must have to get out of your comfort zone, to make the right choices for your family and for yourself, regardless of other people's opinions. Y'all, I'm the one, like I have, have struggled with that my whole life. I care or, (laughs) and have cared not so much anymore, learning about that too much. I've cared too much about what other people think. And I'm, I'm learning at this point that at the end of the day, they're only out for themselves. They're, they're only out for themselves. So you don't owe them anything. You don't owe a doctor anything. If you've had a family doctor your whole life and they won't give you ivermectin when you get COVID, fire your doctor and find a new one. Because what will happen when all their patients disappear because they real and then they'll they, then they'll realize, oh wow, maybe I should be paying attention. It's bad business. It's bad business. I want to wrap up this portion of our podcast today with a quote that I read underneath one of these FLCCC web website videos that they put out last week. Um, this was a comment from a reader, and this is what he said. Not one bit of this PSYOP, and side note, a PSYOP is a psychological operation. Not one bit of this PSYOP is accidental. All is strategic and applied behavioral psychology meant to drive cognitive dissonance that results in chronic desperation. Chronic desperation leads to despair and eventual demoralization, collapse, and or death. Eventually, people usually give up, shut up, and die. How is that not criminal? How is that not mass murder? It's really easy for us to look back now on the genocide of the Jews during the Holocaust. It wasn't so easy for the German citizens to see that while it was happening. And I believe we're in another one of those situations right now where we have grown so numb to believe that our government and our medical establishment and those who have been put into power, who are actually supposed to be public servants, (laughs) remember that they're supposed to be public servants, that they have hoodwinked us all. My job right now is to open your eyes. It's to wake you up. It's to help you wake up and realize that you have choices God-given choices. It's important to know that. It's important to know that you have choices. You have the right and the ability to take your health care into your own control. And that is the message of hope that you should have today. That is the balance that I'm trying to bring about as I share this information with you is not to make you heavy, It's not to make you feel despair. It's to say, let's face reality. Let's acknowledge what's actually happening and then do the things that are in our control to do. We are not in chains. We are not in bondage. We are not arrested. We are not in jail. We are free 
United States citizens. And to those of you who are listening in the international community, I'm so glad you're here. To my American listeners, we are free citizens of the United States of America. We can take our health care into our own control. We can advocate with our physicians and say, no, you will not treat me that way. No, you will not withhold treatment from me, or I will find another doctor who will treat me. And guys, they're out there. There are doctors who want you to come to their practice so that they can save your life and save the lives of your loved ones. I don't want to ever get into a position where I tell, have to tell my children 20 years from now, we're a socialist country now and I didn't do anything about it. Absolutely not. Nope. No. We are going to fight this together. We are going to band together. We are going to connect with each other. We are going to build each other up. We are going to remind each other of the hope that we have in the Lord and the hope that we have for a great future for our children. The, the future that at the founders of our country that they imagined when they wrote our founding documents and the hope in the future that I believe the Lord is speaking into us now. He is, he is calling us to be brave and courageous and to do what we can do with the influence that we've been given in, in our own individual circles. No, you may not have a podcast or a YouTube channel. I do. That's because five years ago, the Lord told me to start a YouTube channel, but maybe you work in a doctor's office and you need to have some hard conversations. Maybe you're a nurse and your administration is trying to force you to take a vaccine that you don't want to get. Get smart. Be smarter than them. Find the other nurses in your, in your unit who don't want to get it either and get an attorney. Like you don't have, your hands are not tied if you're a teacher and your, your school district is trying to force you to get a vaccine, find the other teachers who don't want to get the vaccine and walk out. You're, you are not in jail right now. You have a voice. Use your voice. Use your voice. I don't normally do this on the podcast. I mean, Hey, we've only had two episodes so far. So like what's normal, but I'd like to pray for us right now. I just want to pray for an infusion of courage for all the listeners out there. So if you will, bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're driving, don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but uh, if you, uh, you can pray with me. Listen, I pray in the car all the time. Just don't take your eyes off the road. <laughs> all right, let's pray together. Father, we come before you today as a, as a group of your followers. And we ask for a bold infusion of courage today. We pray that you would flood us with supernatural courage, vision, strength, and resolve to stand up to this tyranny. I pray for every listener on this podcast and their extended family that they would be protected from COVID, that you would use the information from this podcast to teach them how to protect themselves, how to treat themselves when they get it, and if they get it, and I pray for zero death. I pray for zero death over the listeners today. I thank you for the freedom that we have in this country to speak the truth. Thank you for that freedom. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 
But guys, thanks again for joining me for today's podcast. I want to invite you to join my free seven-day video devotional series called The Seven-Day Kickstart. If you need If you felt something in that prayer and you need a kickstart with the Lord in your life where you just get, you just need a boost to get your life back on track with him, the seven day kickstart is for you. It is free. You can sign up today at sevendaykickstart.org. That's sevendaykickstart.org. All right, y'all. Until next time, meet feet out.